0: Hey guys, this week's episode is sponsored by Traveling Triggers. Beth Keane is the founder, president and CEO of Traveling Triggers. She passionately helps all ages to relieve and reduce their pain. Beth has been a board certified licensed nurse practitioner since 2004 and has over 10 years experience in offering professional pain management services. She is pleased to be offering you pain relief services in the private setting of your choice. Refer a client, get $10 off your next appointment when they complete their first appointment. You guys know how I feel about traveling triggers. You guys know that I have a bum shoulder and I truly get triggers. If not every week, every other week, I love traveling triggers and have nothing but amazing things to say about the company and about the nurse practitioner, Elizabeth Keene. Guys, reach out to her now at www.travelingtriggers.com to set up your first appointment with her to start your pain relief journey. Now, let's start the show, baby. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of The Hate Journals. It's your girl, Black Mamba, and of course, the lovely and beautiful AP. And this week, we have a very, very special guest, Rupert Cavell, the co-founder of The Bucket Lust. Hi, Rupert. How are you?
1: Hi, guys. It's uh, a pleasure to be here today. Thank you very much for inviting me in. It's a pleasure oh to Christ. have you. It's a pleasure
0: to have you. We're so excited. Um, one thing on the podcast we like to do is to go around the table, ask everyone how their day went, how their week's been going. It's always nice to check in. We see each other weekly. Obviously, I see you occasionally. Um, But yeah, how's your week been so far? So, the week is pretty... It's quite steady
1: for me at the moment. I'm trying to meet as many new people around Reno. But at the moment, my day consists of walking downstairs and working (laughs) for my home office (laughs) and playing with the dogs. I've got two lovely dogs, which uh, it's my job to look after during the day since the women in the household are off at work at their various practices and hospitals. Yes. So unknowingly, uh, due to various circumstances around the world, I've ended up becoming... A full-time professional dog walker, house okay. cleaner, and then also uh, administrator for my company. which
0: That is really amazing.
1: Well, it,
0: you know, I, can, I have dogs. So, I mean, like, I mean, if you want to expand, I mean, I have your number. <laughs> I didn't know this was like a full-time gig because it sounds like you're nailing it.
1: Yeah, it is. And, you know, somewhere between the fifth and sixth dog shit of the day that I pick up. Gotcha. My fingers, I'm like, this is a very... Um, rewarding job. Um, Right, right. Like you
2: feel like you've arrived. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. The warm Uh, squelch in between your fingertips. It's very
2: fulfilling work.
1: Oh, I've never been prouder to be 30. Yeah. And Violet and Iris, they look at me, they watch me picking up their excrement and... They enjoy it as well, so yeah. it's good to know that they get a good kick.
2: It's just nice to know, when everybody knows their place.
1: Yeah, exactly, and in the right pecking now, order
2: of things, of you things.
1: Know, yeah. I'm English, so I can expect to be at the bottom.
0: That's of what right. The <laughs> pecking well, and so that's what I was obviously going to say. I was going to say, obviously, you have an accent. Um, where are you from?
1: Uh, so I was born in London, mm-hmm. which is. Beautiful and lovely city. And I moved out of that when I was about five to go up to the countryside, which is uh, four hours north of London. Similar to feeling maybe like going down to the big San Francisco. Okay. Really. Okay. Uh, parents loved the countryside. They wanted fields and greenery outside of their windows instead of uh, a more urban environment. And so I grew up in northern England. And, uh... Yeah, went to various boarding schools around in the countryside.
2: Is that a pretty standard practice for parents? Because I mean, you were born in what I assume 89, 90?
1: Yeah,
2: eighty nine.
0: Eighty nine. So, did it, you just do a little accident at the end of that? I did event? on accident. I heard it. You know how? No, bad I heard it. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's I okay. Didn't, okay. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah. We're not best friends for no reason.
2: Um, hmm. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's more of like a mirroring, I think, than it is so much accents. Long story short, uh, is that pretty common practice?
1: Uh, no, it's not too common. And a lot of people say it comes down to a few things. One of which, how much your parents love you. Uh, <laughs> I got sent off at seven, so apparently I should be thankful for those seven years. Got you, got you. Um, It also comes down to how far away you are. Once you're out in the countryside, the schooling system in America is very different. It's sometimes 30, 40 minutes to get to the nearest school. Mine was over an hour and a half away. Wow. And it just made more sense in my parents' life rather than having one of them go for three hours a day between set hours that are convenient for the school for me to just board and stay in overnight.
2: Mm -hmm. And and was that like
1: four weeks um it started off until i was about nine monday to friday and i'd see them every weekend okay and then uh once i turned about nine i'd go home every three to six weeks
0: that is wild
1: well it's actually quite a lot of fun at times i was at all boys boarding school for the first chunk until i was 13 and then I went to mixed schools where the girls were off in like this very serious fortress and it was all alarmed and padlocked. And <laughs>
0: Really?
2: Every
1: hour. Oh, really? some so teacher would walk around. A bunch of
0: fucking 13 year old predators right, are running around. Well, up to 18 as well. Right, right, because they've already been hanging out. They're like, listen, we've already, they've been planning and plotting this entire time where yeah, they've been you, just oh, all boys. You
1: clock yeah. them in double chemistry for sure. Got you. Right right, 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 yeah. right.
0: Right, oh, right. Yeah. I think that is, when I say wild, I, not to disrespect any, obviously, uh, your culture, what I meant when I said wild is, I... I
2: meant wild exactly the way
0: it sounded. Like, I like I would have been, like, party rocking. Like, party rocking, like, hanging out with the homies. I am with my homies all the time, and I get to see these people who I love very much. That was the thing. Yeah, I love them. They're, obviously, they're my parents, but, like, I get to hang out with the homies. I was, like, girl, bye. Being a
2: parent myself, I have two young boys, I mean, it's...
0: But on a parent's side, Ste- I would imagine, de- and I obviously it's it's. Did your parents also were they also uh, did they go to boarding school as well? Uh, my
1: mother went to boarding school uh, from the age of sixteen or fifteen, I think, as uh, my father didn't.
0: Yeah. So that's what I was wondering, because I would assume it would be, obviously you would get used to it after a while, but it would just like you kind of, you know, when you're, you obviously don't have kids yet, but you know, you start to worry about them when they're not with, what are they doing? You obviously know they're in a safe place, but yeah, I would assume when you went home on the weekends, it was like parents, parents. Yeah.
1: Parents were really excited to see me, but I always had very social parents, which actually relays on massively to who I've become now. And every time I did go home, it was another 20 people staying in the house gotcha. for the weekend gotcha. events, which were dinner parties, Saturday and Friday nights. And then during the daytime, it would be a countryside sport of some form, whether it was following the local hunt or yeah. maybe a day's shooting, skeet shooting. And just trying to get out and about as much as possible.
2: This
0: well, is that's, that's like sounds right. I'm like God. We really got like, the low to that fucking to game stick. Up. Yeah, you know? like that actually sounds.
2: Yeah, like if we get pizza on the weekends, we're feeling uh, froggy. Uh... <laughs> Am I
0: right? <laughs> Your fruit roll-ups. Fruit,
1: fruit roll-ups. Wow.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, I but that actually sounds so cool. Pretty, pretty I grew wild. up in a really so I I grew up in an Italian household. Mother black, father Italian, and big family. Um, And that's how I grew up very much, obviously, in traditional school setting for America, going to school Monday to Friday. But on the weekends, my parents were like party rocking and not like party, party rocking. But a lot of people coming in and out, doing card games at night, kids playing and doing their thing. And a lot of like just good family memory times. So I really can 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 understand that. and, And I loved it. I loved growing up that way. I just I loved growing up that way. Yeah. It made a lot of who I am today.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm on the boarding school. It's very tempting.
1: Well, there were a lot of <laughs> other positives. Uh, you, you ate what you were given, otherwise you got hungry. So there was no real fussiness or complaints right. from the kids. Right. There was also a lot of self-esteem building because you didn't always have someone there to listen to you cry or yeah. complain about mild things at did teach you just to get on and maybe absorb up a lot of issues, which created strengths in some people and created a lot of weaknesses in others. But the highlight for me was being with all of my friends the whole time and whether that's trying to get it, get to sleep in a dormitory filled with 12 other guys the same age at the age of 13 or playing sports for an extra two hours a day because
0: right, right.
1: you didn't have that commuting time. You didn't have that cooking at home time. You had... Mm-hmm. Your homework laid out for you. You had sports, and in the summer, you're doing sports until eight o'clock in the evening. Right, right. Extra tennis, cricket, um, yeah, going to the gym.
0: Yeah, we're fucking up here. Well, and that's it amazing was... too, because the thing too about school is, especially when you get into college, right? Obviously, it's a it's a very similar, right? You're you're all together all the time, especially exactly, if you're living yeah. on campus, and what you tend to notice is that you really start to compete with your peers peers that you respect peers that you've grown up with peers that you love mm-hmm. but you really start to i mean typically you don't see a bunch of ambitious people and then just lose losers losers and when i say losers you know what i mean people who haven't really figured it out and so i would assume doing that at a very young age was so beneficial because you guys are all growing up together you guys are all kind of obviously learning all the same things but it's showing who's going to be out there and you makes pushing you this one harder on that against curve. that
2: Right. Right. So much like everybody else grows up on that learning curve. Right. If your curve is pretty low, then uh, that's it. So I'm assuming in boarding school, a lot of parents kind of took education probably to that next level serious. I mean, we all like to believe that we take education seriously, but some people are just like "It, it happens. Your kid gets there and you're like, ooh, not for me.
1: Whole. that's true and it right? wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't for everyone
0: exactly right right a
1: lot of people really found the distance from their parents and their main support stream like too much and yeah. that's understandable you're nine years old and you've got a bunch of guys who are twice the size of you and they'll be teasing you or potentially or it depends how you interpret it but sometimes maybe being mean to you
0: right and right.
1: you either laugh and take it on the chin or you realize that this isn't actually the environment that you want to be sleeping around and you go back to being a day boarder or move school. But I'm pretty sure that such a small minority of people, it happens uh, in schools, whether you're in America or England, or boarding or not. I mean, I don't know what it's like. I've only watched American Pie. That's my uh, education
0: on the American school system. It's pretty releases, spot on. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty spot on. I no, mean, that was high
2: school he, yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. Just like it, a it's, bunch of young boys yeah. trying to run around, trying to have sex with you. I'll trick you into it. Like, trick, trick you, you yeah. but,
0: like, not, not in like, like rapey tricks. Okay. No, not, like, rapey trick. Thanks More like, card. like you know, um, w- let's go to the, some party. About, oh, that blouse looks so pretty. Do you, want, do you want to sit on my lap? Or do you want, you know, right. and you're like, I right. got it. Like, right. I, I will never forget. Um, American I was... Pie
2: is, like, being the girl, you're always, like, two steps ahead constantly. And you, like, watching, like, it's like they're trying to catch up, like, constantly. Yeah. And yeah. Like yeah. you're here, and you're like, and sometimes you want them to catch up. You're just like, oh, make this
0: make this make an easier this, choice right, for me. Right, right, So,
2: yeah, I would say American Pie is pretty spot on.
0: Yeah, a lot yeah. of, um, okay, well, I have to go in the house. What, what... I would... F- what- why are you yeah, touching Why my are you head touching like the back of my head like that? <laughs> I just told you we're in the front of my fucking parent what are you doing? What are you what are you doing? This You're is an like, appropriate. Right. And again, right.
2: not rapey. No, just no, because like,
0: immediately most boys would be like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry. I guess I read that wrong. I read that wrong. I was getting out of the car. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. primarily the the main I'd thing on their head. I'd say American Pie
2: was pretty spot on for American
0: public school, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I had to yeah yeah i would say that mm. i would say you know it's tough i, I have a kid I right now that's in high a lot school about us as a country it, it, you know it's Proud. funny because we take so much pride in and having kids and sitting down and doing homework but i'll be honest i mean i am not 40 yet i'm i'm creeping i'm creeping um but even with keek you know she, a lot of times she'll come home and it started right around i would say seventh grade like sixth keek seventh grade your... uh, uh my stepdaughter okay um Right when she was about sixth, seventh grade, I remember her bringing home this homework and she was sitting at the table and I was like, dude, you got to just get this work done. You know, she was sitting there and it was like 45 minutes, an hour and a half later. And I'm just like, what is going on? She's like, I I I don't know. I've looked at this. I remember what she said. I took notes. I'm trying to figure out this equation. I have no idea. And I was like, "Okay, well, let me take a spin at it. Spin the paper around. And I'm like, "Okay, okay, wait. So she wants you to get to 45. Well, wait, where? But wait, where did the... Why is there a Q? When was there a Q? Bill, Bill, was there a Q when we did this when we were kids? And he would come over, and I was like, fuck it, Google it. Put that equation into Google, because I have no fucking... I don't know. It's been so many years since I've had to do algebra. And you think, you're like, I know math, right? I'm not an idiot. Obviously, I've had education and higher education and all of that. But I'm not kidding. When she put that paperwork down, and I would just be like, oh, I don't... Finally, I was just like... Maybe ask the teacher in the morning. Maybe go in early and just have her explain this shit because we have no idea. So I do understand with boarding school, it would have been nice to be around peers who are in the same class doing the same thing and can help you explain what's going on versus you're going to your parents who haven't done this shit in 15, 20 years. And the biggest distractions on the planet sometimes. You're trying to make dinner, do laundry. I'm trying to help you with long division, uh, regular home shit. You know, it's very, it is very difficult. Well, and
2: too, like a lot of us passed on charm. I don't know. I don't know who did that, but like a lot of us didn't really pass, but we passed. You know, right?
0: Oh, I see. right. We passed, in, right. Life. Right. We passed right. in life. Right. We passed right. in life. Right. Just a little.
2: Just a little. Yeah. Just a little effort.
0: Just some effort. If you will. Yeah. Some yeah. of
2: us actually didn't really ever fully
0: give it their all. Figure it out. Right. Right. So that also becomes an issue. Um, OK, so after you got out of boarding school, <clears throat> obviously you went on to do great things. And I, one cool thing I thought about you and that AP and I were talking about earlier was, you know, we are big believers in just because you took on a job or because you took on a career and a path that you you started down doesn't mean that needs to be the path that you're down forever. Right. That at some point, if you decide, Hey, this is really cool, but I really want, like, this is also really cool. And I really, really much, much cooler, like much, much cooler. I want to go over here, take this chance. Boom, do that. Right. And we've talked about on the podcast before. It's, it is a sad thing to me that people, you know, you see people in jobs or you see them in careers and they are unhappy. And it could be at a, a medical office it could be lawyers it could be whatever and you're like why are you doing this job you are so unhappy there's got to be something that brings joy and light into your Candid life that you are shows. super passionate about why not break off and do that thing um and so when i when you and i were talking and and we were chatting about doing the podcast and i was looking through all of your stuff and it, we, i was reading that you had done you had been an oil broker correct yeah um and how you said listen, I'm going to pivot and do this instead, which already is so cool to me because it doesn't matter if you, if you fail or not, you still tried it. What made you do that? Where do you get that from? How did that process come about? Well, I'm going to tell you a little
1: secret here, which I really don't tell many people, Okay. but the actual moment that I decided to go full time into this Mm -hmm. environment and into this working world wasn't, a very cool moment. It was an oil-broking job, which I took on, mm-hmm. having watched Wolf of Wall Street Kay. literally the year before, and thinking it must be the coolest job on the planet. Realizing that it was a little bit too similar to Wolf of Wall Street for mm-hmm. my liking, mm-hmm. uh, which I couldn't believe in this day and age. I, I I, could not believe what was going on in that office, and like, it's a huge eye-opening experience for me, and also, uh, My, I wasn't good enough at the job, basically. The numbers, the math, the fractions, the multiplying in your head Mm -hmm, every mm -hmm. minute, having to do thousands and thousands divided by sixths or twelfths or fifteenths was was a little bit too much for me. So I got let go from that job and I was looking at other jobs that I had worked in before, which were insurance broking or private jet broking chartering out private jets that are done for the year before going into oil broking. And all of a sudden I was flooded with sailing jobs to go all over the world. Rupert, we need these boats sailing around Croatia from June till end of August. Please, can you do it?
0: Had you been a captain? How did you... So how did that happen? How did that specifically happen? Had Uh, you been a captain before? So we've got
1: to go back in time a little bit. But my darling grandma, Mm -hmm. Granny Boat, Mm -hmm. we called her. Mm -hmm. um, The one thing she insisted that her grandson would learn is how to sail. And we started off in boats about the same size as this table or this room from the age of three. And I was forced to sit in them in the rain, in the wind, in the cold. And she'd bribe me with things like Coca Cola and crisps. (laughs) And I'd sit there being a miserable little brat, not enjoying it at all. And as I got older, I kept the skill set, but I used it on faster yachts and then racing yachts, yachts that you could sleep on. And I was doing this during the holiday times, throughout school. And I'd even do it during the holiday times from university. I'd go sail with my grandparents. They had a 1960 30-foot sailing yacht, which was so old and gross. But uh, at (laughs) the time, when I was younger, I I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And I'd done some sailing jobs in the year between school and university. Yeah. I, uh... Sailed a friend's yacht from Malaysia to Thailand for two months when I was 18. And there were two other 18-year-olds on board. And we sailed the full coastline of Malaysia all the way up to Phuket in Thailand for two months, us three by ourselves. And it was amazing.
0: That is so...
2: No, it's very cool. But let me just tell you, were you just in open water for long periods of time?
1: Um, no, not really. Maybe a day maximum in open water. We we're, were within sight of the coastline for most of it.
2: Oh, thank God. So um the open water thing, that's I've where you lose me. I've
1: done two transatlantics uh, since then, which you're out in open water for about 15, 20 days at a time. But that that's different. We'll get that's onto that later. Nightmare.
0: I mean, you're... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If I'm being totally transparent. What's
1: that? You're terrified of that.
0: <laughs> she said it's her living nightmare.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, I completely understand that. You're a very logical person to think that's a living nightmare. Yeah. No. I was actually really terrified going into it, but uh we didn't actually have I've watched all these videos like the perfect storm. And yeah, was yeah, expecting yeah. that kind of scene the yeah, whole time. Yeah. And we never really got that it. That movie at all.
0: really got to me. No, this this sounds yeah, so I, cool. It's got to and me. can I tell you that this is my dream because, as all of our listeners know, I'm a huge What? DC fan, Dawson's Creek. I'm sure you haven't watched it. That's totally fine. Um, Dawson's Creek's a little ditty. It's a little show. It's about teenagers growing up on the coast up in Connecticut. And one of our key players, uh, his name is uh, Pacey. (laughs) Pacey wants to, he's a captain. He learns when he's very young and he decides at 18 that he's going to take him and his girl, okay? And they're going to get on that yacht. And they are going to sail it around. And that's what they did for an entire summer. And I remember thinking, this is it for me. This is what I need. I need to find a Pacey who knows how to get in one of these damn boats. But again, we are in Reno. Where's it going to happen? Well, no one's, Lake no one's, Thomas, it's, it's, such a,
2: it's just such a skill set. It's, it's a very really specific of, skill because set. If I get in a boat, that's that.
0: That's that. That's just what happens. I, now I'm in a boat. <laughs> now I'm in a boat. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's so amazing that that is something that came from your family, came from your grandmother. And that's something, because looking back at it, you're always going to be like, this is something that she taught me regardless of what happens, you know, once they're passed and gone. It's something that you still get to hold in your heart, which is so cool.
1: it was never anything which I found particularly cool or exciting. Really? Until I got to maybe 18 or 19. Well, until I did this
0: trip through Until you did that trip. Yeah. And I realized
1: when you don't have old boring people telling you what to do on these yachts and you're pitching up to these islands which have hundreds if not thousands of backpackers and travelers of a similar age group there it suddenly becomes very cool and we could invite them on board they would stay for weeks months some of them and they they just joined the group and that helped us with the sailing and the moving of the yacht partying all the way it's not like driving. You don't need to pay that much attention.
0: Oh, my God. This is like me dream. What are you talking about? This is my fucking... He's, he lived my drink.
1: Yeah. Literally, a crate of these follows me every time oh I go God. on a boat. This is... They yeah. help you relax.
0: Please just get me on <laughs> the water. Helps enjoy the motion, the rocking
1: motion. <laughs> it's one of the things I teach at sailing school, okay? Yeah. Drinking tends to help you just balance out the movement of the water a little bit. And yeah. Drinking all of a sudden, tends to you're more stable drinking on a boat than you are drinking on land.
0: Natural teacher. Yes. Exactly. What, a, what a great tip! You're you're like a, a wise
2: wise man. Well,
1: wise, wise thank very you wise much. man. Oh, yeah, I've got to come back and uh, thank you for getting my year of birth right as well. Okay, <laughs> pupils of mine normally guess the age game, and uh, the oldest I've got was 42. Which I'm sorry, I couldn't quite believe. Yeah, so they failed. Uh, their test. Such an awkward thing. The boat. Yeah, they're Guesses. off the boat. Okay, yeah. no more sailing yeah. school for them. You're like,
0: hey, Ralph, can you go get that uh, rope on the end of that boat there and just kick his ass right on off? No, they
1: were 30, They were a 35 year old couple, actually. Really? Yeah, I teach adults how to sail.
0: That is so flipping <laughs> cool. cool.
1: Well, yeah. It's I mean, I don't, cool. I don't. have a lovely house to go back to with dogs and lovely cars. Well, I do now because I've got a beautiful girlfriend who's incredibly kind. But
0: yeah, but you know, what? there's something right. about the freedom of it, right? Because, That's and that true. is one thing that I've always loved. You know, you love both the both of both worlds, but there is something to be said about having this freedom to be able to go and and let me just tell you
2: about the house, whatever and, like, you discover dogs and the shit, the kids, the kid. No, they they take a pass. They are awesome.
0: They're always there. I mean, yeah, yours aren't teenagers yet. But,
2: like, the house thing, unless it is, seriously, I'm not kidding you, like, what your dreams are made of, home, built, just the lands you want, the house you want. I feel like if you're just, like, owning a house and, like, building equity because that's, like, the responsible thing to do, that is not to be outweighed by what you are doing. Now, if you have this sanctuary, you know, in this Perfect pride of land, like this is where you want to literally sail into. That is one thing, but I feel like, I mean, for the regular average Joe who just like owns a house because it was like the right thing to do, and and put the dogs in there because that makes them happy with the dog door, like shit like that.
1: I mean, this is amazing Mm -hmm. that you're saying this, and I have this Mm -hmm. constant debate in my head every day, and my mother is on the opposite side to me. She wishes I carried on working in finance in London wearing a suit every day and uh, taking long boozy lunches with business clients and whether that was in banking or insurance or private jet broking she just wanted me to remain and have a stable life and environment uh, and the passion that I had for sailing boating and traveling on top of the partying side uh, really got the better of me and that single moment of judgment where i left my got let go from that oil Mm, mm working firm i had (laughs) next month's rent to pay in london and i needed a job just to pay the rent right and all of a sudden i get flooded with these job offers and i break up with my girlfriend literally the same week
0: Oh, so you were just, like, cleaning. Like, this was, like... I was, like, this is is the stars aligning here. This is
1: girlfriend who's moved over to England from Dubai to be with me.
0: Oh, shit. This is
1: the job that most people would kill for. And all of a sudden, I get all these offers to go around the world. And I took them up. And since then, it's been about four years now of constant traveling, sailing, and also starting up a company on the side, which has been an incredible experience. Like, absolutely mind-blowing. Um, learning, it's non-stop learning, and there's a never-ending amount of work.
0: Yeah, but it's something that you are are passionate and happy about. You know, you always hear about people uh, living their lives, passing away early, uh, men dying of heart attacks, young in their 40s. <clears throat> women getting diseases, all all this shit, right? Everyday shit. I work on the other end of that. I'm uh, lucky enough to work with your wonderful and beautiful girlfriend, uh, where we get to see the other side, right? You get to see, like, not all the great things. We get to see, unfortunately, a lot of the bad things. But it is a great constant reminder that life is incredibly short. And in that shortness, you can just make it as miserable and as complacent as you want it to be because you are trying to make everyone else happy. You're trying to make your parents happy. You're trying to do what society tells you you should do. You know, someone at work named Brad tells you that I can't believe you're paying rent every month. You're you're wasting money on equity. Uh, all these things that we feel like we need to live up to and then we end up in these positions owning shit we didn't, never really wanted to fucking pay for. Working 60, 70 hours a week at a job that we can't fucking stand next to a guy named Brad who drives us annoying and if he chews his gum loud like that one more time Mm. Like every day sh- And we all have been there Where you're just like What is And every day you go home And you just say to yourself Okay I'm gonna Take off my clothes I just need 20 minutes To relax you guys I just need yeah, 20 you minutes to relax your
2: phone And you to relax, on Instagram Watching videos Like fucking people Partying on yachts Right <laughs> And then you get even more down Right It's a really beautiful Fucking cycle And then yes. after you Promise yourself Promise yourself You're gonna put the phone down In 20 minutes and like read a fucking book or maybe start that novel or do anything. Then you fall asleep because you're super tired
0: because this life is exhausting. And one thing we really push on this podcast is, you know, living your, your truth, living what makes you feel great. Because even if your short existence is, the, is very small, as 10 years, let's say. You know, depending on how you spend that 10 years, that shit can feel like 20 fucking years. You know, I don't
2: know if I'm allowed to say this as a mom, but, like, I can honestly say just, like, being here with you and your presence, like, partying is my passion.
0: Oh, it's our, like, (laughs) it's what we could do full-time. Forever. Forever. And we love to party together.
2: Yeah. And we're great at it. And we are very good at it. Especially, but, like. No, I could do it my entire
0: life. Uh uh-huh. We talk yeah. about it often. Well, Actually, that was one of the things. For... Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the things that we talked about once we got married and kids and shit was making sure that we always were still having our good time and still living that our life within those bounds, right? Because I'm not going to lose my fucking self because, you know, I marry a homeboy who tells me, well, you know, you've had two glasses of wine mm. and you guys were out until mm-hmm. 11.30 and you didn't call. Like, 30. dude, we were blowing <laughs> doors off. We were fucking... We were having a blast. Like you know what happened. We were doing us. When I say I'm going with AP, my husband knows. I mean, I think I'll see you tonight, right? Like you're. I think, I'm pretty sure. You're, like, just text me if like shit's wild. And you're not. I just don't home. understand
2: like the people, whether it's like your job or whether it's your parents. I just don't understand that like limit. Like I don't know what age it happens. That limitation where somebody goes. I, I mean, I understand hangovers. So let's just say that's like a real reality. Like my body can only handle so much right, pain. Right. Now. Right. I will say that. And I also don't like being foolish either. I don't like that. But I don't hit a point. I'm 30. I have two kids. And sometimes I still don't hit the point where I'm just like, yeah, I've had enough merriment. (laughs) Like, I'm tapped out on that. You know what? Nope. 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 You're right. That's
0: enough. LaCroix and Laundry. LaCroix and Laundry. Yeah. No. Like, yeah, no, no. But no, I don't know, right?
1: sometimes people are menaces. And I manage, it's like managing a nightclub on the water. People turn so devious in their merry states. And that deviousness can sometimes just be a little bit naughty, which is a huge yes. amount of fun. Yes, yes. It can also end up being destroying the neighbour, neighbouring yacht's family vacation. Right. It can also be dealing with the police the town mayor <laughs> and then also local <laughs> security guards from the marina. And when you've got all of these people bearing down right. on you at 4 a.m. because this one guy has gone and found a daughter of a family member from a local yacht and she's taken a bit of a fancy to him and now Ooh. they're causing... Yes, and then Ooh. they call the police because they can't find out where their daughter's Ooh. gone and she's actually having Who a great time. Who are we to time. stand
0: in the way of love? <laughs>
1: Uh, we are not true. going down
0: the Paul Walker pass again we? we're not going down it Um
1: are we, are we, it's not standing in the way of love I'm not having no, an issue no, with no, that no no it's, no uh... no
0: no no she's kidding she's joking I, what, and I want to get down this road with you because yeah. Okay, so you get the sailing, you you learn all of that, then after you come back from that trip with your with your with your homies. You're yeah. like, "Okay, so what turned for you where you were just like, okay, this could be seriously something lucrative if I use my brain, if I use if I we if we calculate and do this right. This could be obviously something that we enjoy and we love, but could also be very lucrative for us as well. When did that change happen?"
1: So, 18 years old was when I found out yachting could be a lot of fun and attract a lot of really hot girls right. to my side, which I <laughs> thought was this awesome. This is true. This is true. That affects everything.
0: Right. Every rap video. There's a yacht and just a bunch of chicks, just a well, bunch of girls. I mean, regardless
2: of rap, I mean that's just fun time. Like sometimes, if as a woman, I will go out and I will seek an attractive group of women because I just know that's where the fun is happening. Right. Is is there's no ulterior other, other yeah, motive but, right. besides fun? Just Those fun Those attractive time.
1: women will just every time there was a boat involved, they would come and find us. And all of a sudden, it was like fishing with dynamite. Well, of
2: course. And then have you seen that meme? You have to love this. And it's a girl standing out. It's the first day of summer and she's standing out beautiful. She goes... It smells like I need to find a rich guy with a boat, (laughs) weather. And it was, like, first day of summer calling, and I was just like, fuck, if I have not Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you really don't
0: have to do much work. You just bring the yacht up, and these chicks are going to find their ways on boats and hoes. There's a reason why it's boats and hoes. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So when we turned 21, uh, me and my now business partner, but friend back then, we were looking for summer jobs, and we found this dream job it was you drive one yacht and there's another 40 other yachts that also have drivers skippers boat captains mm-hmm. and they're all filled with 10 uh 20 to 35 males and females and every single night all of those boats would park up next to each other mm, yep. have a party the next morning everyone comes on board the boats and this happened in croatia Mm. Which, uh, over the past 10 years, since pretty much exactly since I uh, discovered them, has is now the European hub of sailing and boating. And now there's not just 40 boats every week, it's about 150 to 500 what? go out. And they all meet up at the same place and they all party together. And it was all organized by the same company.
0: God, that is amazing.
1: I know, and it was addictive, and we did it for fifteen weeks straight. We had all the diseases, illnesses, cuts, (laughs) bruises. Yeah, like I had to go to hospital twice. I had surgery once, and then went back to work again, unable to speak. But they were so short on skippers, they couldn't find enough. Is
2: the speaking thing a injury or disease?
1: Uh, The surgery. Sorry, the what?
2: Oh, sorry, the, the speaking. I thought you said you couldn't speak. Oh, yeah. Went... I
1: had um, a lump of pus from extreme exhaustion in the back of my throat, which had to be cut open by a Croatian surgeon. And um, the Croatians are really tough, strong people. They've gone through a lot more than what the average English person has gone through. And they weren't <laughs> and very sympathetic chills. to this poor little 21-year-old coming in, like unable to drink soup or really consume anything. And uh, he pretty much cut open the back of my neck with two incisions in his office then and there and hooked me up to an IV for about six hours in a room with no, I remember there being no window or glass whatsoever in the hole in the wall. We we're on about the seventh floor up in Split, uh, which is a city. And uh, he goes, you may stay seven hours. You may stay two days. I do not know. I was thinking this is going to be terrifying. What? Yeah. It's not quite as official. Going into NPS is a very Gee, different experience.
0: Good Lord. Was someone with you?
1: No, no. Jesus, this
0: sounds very traumatizing. Uh, yeah, that's...
1: And I just real. had my creation phone on me, which didn't have really anyone's phone numbers saved. It had a few other skippers and local restaurant owners. But apart from that, nothing really too useful. So this is where I discovered that it could be financially... It could become an actual company rather than just a hobby and a dream. Right, and that's what I'm saying, because
0: obviously when you went to Croatia, you saw, oh shit, this isn't like a weekend thing. Like, the amount of people that are coming out and pouring out, substantial amount of people. Yeah. And regardless if you're having fun or not and everyone's fucking partying... Those that's dollars, 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 Shush, dollars. You're just, and you're starting to think you weren't great at math, <clears throat> but you knew. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you didn't I, I have wasn't to... <laughs> great at math. Okay, you didn't have to calculate many fractions in seconds to
0: do this. Right, because I mean, there, there is some. T- there's a point where you go, okay, but I'm showing up every day working for you, and I'm getting this money. Could be good money, but I could be doing this shit on my own. Uh, you're the person that needs me to go out there and do this. So why am I not doing this? So a little bit, yeah. yeah. It was in the back
1: of my head, but this was always just a fun one-off summer And you were young.
0: You were 21. Yeah.
1: I was thinking this was a miracle that someone is willing to pay me to do this, let alone how I could take advantage of it. It wasn't until four years later that we really saw it as an opportunity.
0: Right, because at that point, you're like, okay, listen, we've been partying for, like, four fucking years. Yeah, and And I
1: had a database of people from doing these (laughs) trips. And basically,
0: I'm a fucking professional. Yeah, Yeah, because, I mean, I can only imagine all of the people. You guys are going all around the world, all of the connections that you're making. This was just in Croatia. Oh, this was just in Croatia. This was
1: before the global side
0: came into it. So, but still, because of the amount of people and the fact that they're doing it so damn often... Still, the amount of people that I'm assuming that you're coming into contact with really obviously helped on later on down the road, if not to even get your guys' brain stimulating, like, where could this go? What could we do? So at what point did it turn? um, It turned.
1: It happened over one New Year's Eve Mm -hmm. uh, in 2016. The company that I worked for out in Croatia Mm -hmm. did have one week over New Year's Eve that they do every year. But it was too small and it would never fit the demand that they had. And it would sell out sometimes 10 months in advance, which left a huge amount of very enthusiastic people with nothing to do on New Year's Eve. Are we meant to go back to partying in cities, in our hometowns over New Year's Eve? Trash. You can't be serious. Yeah, Yeah. trash. I've, (laughs) I've had my dose of heroin. I really want it again at this price point. It's absolutely fine. And all of a sudden, I had... I got put into a Facebook group with about seventy of them. I was like, "Wow, this is a powerful amount of people." Hey guys, and for this set me.
2: amount, like numbers in your head,
1: yeah, the, for for seventy people in this Facebook group, and all of them were discussing where they wanted to spend their New Year's Eve. And I said, "Look, uh, we could. I could provide something for you if you want." And they said, "Yes, absolutely, Rupert. We all." know you, we've all had you as a skipper or heard of you as a skipper before. Um, We trust your boat knowledge. Could you go out and find us a place to go? I was thinking, yeah, sure. So I called in my friend that I've been sailing with since I was 18, the one I did the Malaysia trip with, who had also worked for this company in Croatia and had good credibility, had a good status with all these clients And we pretty much closed our eyes and put our finger down on a map and ended up on bloody Belize of all places. And we decided to book five boats there at first. And we said, Look, guys, we found five boats, that's roughly 50 people math. (laughs) <laughs> and you
2: got it. Got yep. it. It's like fucking we're Rain a- man over here watching him I work I
1: know, you can see the numbers ticking behind
0: my head, okay. Casinos Good here will hunting. come after this.
1: We'll move all the equipment. We're taking it to the casinos. Okay, we're having a lovely time now at the roulette table you in the casino Did you see the numbers
0: above his head? He's like, <laughs> This is yeah. great yeah. rap. My linen suit. <laughs> yeah.
1: So and that sold out in about two hours.
0: They wow. all
1: sent us all the money. And then we had more people wanting to book. And we said, right, no more than 10 boats. So 100 people for our first trip in Belize, a country which is considered very third world and and close to no infrastructure. And this was the first time we were going to try and attempt this by ourselves. We, we, We all agreed no more than 10 people. Anyhow, we got to 17 yachts, which I was furious about. And we ended up committing, we rented out all the boats that we could find in Belize from three different countries. We made it so complicated for ourselves. And uh, we actually parked them all into a circle like this, which is why this is our logo, because we had a big party in the middle here in Belize for New Year's Eve. And we reversed up all the yachts in a circle. And this area was about 50 meters apart. And we had a 24-hour circle raft party for New Year's Eve in Belize. And the whole event was a huge success. We had now, that is audience. my
2: dream. Like, coastline, right. Yeah. Right. circle boats. Circle boats. 24 hours. So 24 hours. What you don't know
1: about Belize is that it's got the third or fourth biggest uh, coral reef on the planet. Um, the main one, which you'll know about, is the one off Australia. Right. But, um And then there's a second one elsewhere, somewhere unknown, but the third one is in Belize. And Belize has a fraction of the amount of people that anywhere like Australia does. So it's actually all intact. The wildlife in Belize is incredible. And the coral is very much alive.
2: That's lovely.
1: And because we were a large group of successful Americans and English people, the locals would down the red carpet for us we thought we were going to be hated by every single local loud non-stop partying unable literally the the knobs on every single speaker was super glued onto max and um they all came out in fishing boats and rowing boats and took photos and we didn't have a single Moment of aggression. We didn't have any crime. We didn't have any issues. A few injuries. Um, <laughs> to be expected. But to, be yeah, expected. Yeah, to be expected. Right, Nothing right, more right. than like a broken If nail. I'm right. hopping
2: from boat to boat.
1: Literally just like that.
2: Something's not going to be well.
1: I mean, you've got your jug of jungle juice <clears throat> to support you on your way to. Not sure saying gaze. like
2: I'm going to be well. My heart is. I'm not oh. saying like the oh, physical. Yeah. We're not just physical creatures. Yeah, though. no. If you think oh,
0: I'm you not, can not can like. You can fall into water
1: here, okay? <laughs> it's safe. <laughs>
0: I just pictured me telling you that I can't find a lighter, and you're just jumping from fucking. I just see blonde hair just jumping from yacht to yacht. Just I would do anything to find fire. Absolutely, I know you would. I know you would. That is (laughs) just sounds like our dream, and I mean that. That is no. It's very
2: exciting to see it come to life. Like honestly, that had to be so fucking
0: cool. When you guys, when it was all done, that feeling the two of you must have had of pulling that shit off. Must have just been like a high you never had. I mean,
1: it it was mind blowing. And the company that we worked for in Croatia didn't really have any confidence in our ability to pull it off because it's an incredibly difficult um, barriers to entry into the travel market for one because it's so competitive. Everyone yeah, wants to follow right. their own passion. something we've discussed already. But then going in and creating it on yachts with skippers and staff members and having to do it in a country in Belize where they get back to your emails once every eight days and the roads are just dirt trails is, is incredibly difficult. And someone got hold of like pirating statistics in Belize and then like rape statistics in Belize over the past four years. And the numbers were tiny they're absolutely tiny but they were enough for a bunch of holiday goers to be very concerned about for their first time with the trip and bloody firefest came out as well which meant that everyone all of a sudden wanted full refunds and to freak out and uh we're like well the, we can't give any refunds everyone's already got our money we're not making any money off this. right this is right our first right, trip right like, money is not going to be the one thing that we have issues with and I'm afraid, guys, you were happy to throw your money at us at first, arguing, fighting for those top tier vessels, for those top tier yachts, those big catamarans. And I'm afraid now you've got to stick with it. right? And all of them, like we got 150 instant, like amazing feedbacks on Facebook. And I remember going on to Facebook and typing in the Bucket Lust, which was a completely spontaneous name that we came up with because it's the combination of Bucket List and Wanderlust, and we just cut the words in half and meshed them together. Kind of did a little poll to see if that went down well. Over 50% said, yeah, sounds okay. We typed it into Facebook, and it came up with all the glowing like reviews and feedbacks with the summary of pictures that everyone had been posting. And that was where we decided that we had to turn it into a company. Yeah, this wasn't a one-off new year's eve event i mean the workload was huge but
0: we, we but you were passionate knew how about to it.
2: make that you already knew your mistakes i mean it's like with anything starting
0: right. anything right you and figure out really quick oh yeah. shit okay we, we yeah. fucked up here we fucked up there yeah. we could have just cut court we could have cut doing this and that and we made this shit harder than it had to be um but it had to be so cool in that beginning to be like, we've got we've got the name and to look down and see all of those amazing reviews because it's one thing to put your heart and that energy was. in it, all of it, and but to see that people truly, when they got away from you, how they really felt about their time.
1: Yeah, when it wasn't under the spotlight of Chief Nazi Rupert, making sure that everyone's
0: <laughs> forcing everyone to have a good
1: time. If I see a single frown on anyone's face, I'll come and find you. No. <laughs> They (laughs) were happy to broadcast their enjoyment from our first trip in 2016 to 2017 in this wild little country called Belize. So
2: where do you see it going? Is this just something that you only see going bigger?
1: So, yeah, but the travel industry isn't as consistent as finance or medicine. Right, 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 right. And a single hurricane, we've had something like five hurricanes this season alone just destroying parts of the caribbean and america and then on top of that the whole world for the first time in like a decade has been brought to a complete standstill right by this disease virus that just no one could have predicted coming out of nowhere like that's killed my whole industry in in one go well that, sorry that's not fair that's not true. It hasn't killed it, right? But it's definitely Demolite. slowed it massively. Hence why I've become yeah. chief dog manager of two seven five Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're picking up shit, like somewhere in the back is like I used to, I was on a yeah. yacht. But bitch. like I'm the captain. Of shit. Why am I? Right. Not like MCing you're looking at the dog, like talking shit to people. the dog. You're like, you know, I used to. I, you know, I'm a. I fucking. Run I yachts, feel like bitch, this is right? Yeah. There's nothing weird about
1: showing videos of your previous life to two dogs who don't know right. who you are whilst you pick up their shit. Just shit in one hand and video to the other, forcing them to like look at it. You get them in a headlock and
0: right. shit like that. I
2: right. assume that it is a little bit of a heroin experience yourself though. Like having that house and having the dogs and having a stable relationship, it just does feel good. It fuels a different part of you. Like as I was talking about earlier, kind of being really aware of my forever party mentality, like forever Mm. a good time. I will say I am shocked at how well I have acclimated to being a wife and a mother. Shocked, like genuinely shocked. (laughs) I was like, gotta hold it off as long as I can.
1: Well, that's a very impressive characteristic.
2: Do you think that you are enjoying this time of your life, though? Just kind of mellowing out a little bit. Oh, it's got
1: its ups and downs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I, I envy... It a little bit you know i kind of wish i did have a stable income uh, a furlough paycheck coming in through this time my whole income and life savings is literally dependent on how hard i can convince people to party okay a, a yeah. lot of people on my um yeah. social media say <laughs> that the reason why you look 42 rupert is because you've aged at three times the speed of everyone else because you've been partying at three times the speed these are week-long events of partying every single night and i used to get involved in the partying but now if i do that on top of the 6 a.m starts and the carrying all the dj equipment back and putting it in dinghies and taking it all back from the nightclub, i'm packing up a whole beach club every single night and we normally have staff to help out but either way you've got to make sure that it gets done and it's but That's here's the
2: thing, thing, too, is they might talk about aging, but, like, also, you know, if they died today, that would just kind of be that. Do you think that they would be like, thank God I was in that office? Yeah, they can't say. I did put that extra <clears throat> time in that one night.
0: Right, right. I was. <laughs> right. I really right. was. I was sucking him. Like, like, I was I, waiting I for really faxes. I the
2: day's dick yeah. today.
0: And where like, you literally are going to be think, in, a, in a bed. Like,
2: like if you died today like after this you fall down the stairs and you break your neck
1: i think you're good yeah i think i'm I, i've had like, a blast That's do you know what sure. i mean
2: like i think if you like in your flashbacks right like your personal flashback just from what you've shared with me like when i die i'm gonna flash back a little of your life and pretend that it might have happened for me and i've had a lot of fun right but, like i've had a lot of fun and i regret nothing
0: Well, you had a lot of fun, but you know what the fuck you never had? Hmm. Getting your neck cut open in Croatia, where in a room with no fucking windows, where a dude was like, "Well, I don't know how long you're gonna be here for." Uh, That's a wild thing, and it's kind of a. You know, it's going to be a cool... And by the way, you do not look like you're 43. Let's back I up and I fucking get that. On, on that immediately. But, you. you know, it regardless of the bump in the road that the company is... is one because person obviously one time people, said something and oh, we really, you know, it, it really hit
2: different, didn't we? Real it? <laughs>
0: fucking hit different with this dude. It's still in the back of that fucking brain. He's like, fucking 43. God damn it, 43. I don't look like I'm 43. Do I have close feet? just, just squinting his idea. eyes yeah, and opening his, like eyes and yeah. his eyes and squinting his eyes yeah. and opening his eyes. Yeah, no, you look... You look your age, um, but there, you know, obviously everyone can take a, a bump. Everything can have a bump in the road. Right. Um, and to say, obviously, right now it's a bummer. Right. Because, of course, you'd love to be on the water. You would love to be doing the thing that you are the most passionate oh, about. But I'm also
1: very happy obviously. about stabilizing a relationship with a girl as well. Like That's a pretty impressive
0: Oh, it absolutely I for is. A
1: sailor, to be able to do
2: absolutely. You old sailor, you! I've been oh. waiting to drop that the entire.
1: <laughs> you old sailor, was... come on! Can, can you give us your best walk? <laughs> you it... old
2: sailor, I can't do
1: that. <laughs> oh, you sound now. like a real salty sea dog over there. <laughs>
0: You old sailor, you. <laughs> but it's got to be kind of, here's the thing, though, and, and we talk about the uniqueness of going through COVID, is we're all going through it together, right? I mean, fortunately, I work in an industry where people get sick, they just will always need help, but everyone's kind of in this predicament right now. Everyone's mm. kind of having their light dimmed a little. Not all the way turned off, but it's just well, dimmed for off. a minute. Well, That sucks. Mm. His is dimmed. His light is dimmed. I mean, I, I got people, a way to go to the know,
1: Bahamas for a month. In July for a brief. That shit's not even fucking to...
0: dimmed. It's fucking flickering. What's what talking about? <laughs> Five minutes <laughs> ago flickering. he was just like, "Well, it's not great, and this is the end." Now he's like, "Well, I mean, we went to the Bahamas. I mean, we did the he's Bahamas. Like, it's that was the Bahamas. just Bahamas. That was just me right." Sailing no, way. but like, I know what you, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I it's you still get to be able to do all of those really cool things and i do think um you know it's really cool obviously that you were able to be with your significant other uh, one of the interesting things uh i'm not one for talking about people's significant others unless obviously they're on board with it but i will say that i said to your girlfriend we work together um i said to Rupert's just like he's here like he's here and for a lot of your relationship it's been long distance, right? It's yeah. You're you're over where you're at. She's here in America, specifically in Reno. And you kind of get used to that, right? I said, so once you get comfortable with that, and you still obviously miss that person. So, you, you know, someone asks you, yeah, I miss him. We, we Skype, we do all this shit to keep it interesting and fun, and we try to take as many trips together. But that's all fun and games until you're here, and you ain't leaving. And we went from this being long distance to we are essentially... You're living together. You live together. That's a full-time thing. That transition was that hard for you, especially being someone who had this, who has this really cool lifestyle where you were traveling all the time and doing all this, to go from that to a kind of a screeching halt for a moment, to be kind of a full-time. We live together. We're together. We're together all the time.
1: Uh, I mean, I think I think she's broken me in over the past <laughs> two to three years into um, this household land life being in the middle of the desert i fortunately have a bunch of friends here as well who take me out water skiing wakeboarding mountain biking and that's pretty amazing yeah there's definitely a few things around the house i could do with improving on yeah yeah Yeah. i have an issue leaving on lights for example uh but i don't think these are really (laughs) groundbreaking
0: it was the easy transition for yeah, you. Yeah, that's was, really cool. That's actually very because you typically don't hear that, especially I think when she found you know it
1: more difficult than I did. Did she really suddenly did having she? a man around the house who expects her to be? Come on, darling, let's go do this tonight. Or, right. Ooh, I see. Maybe let's just let's watch some TV tonight and maybe not go out. Or because right. I'm stuck at home all day while she's seeing 20 patients or however many at work, being mentally exhausted. She comes back, sees me with a bunch of overexcited dogs, and I'm full of energy as well. And I think that's like a lot of expectation from her at the end of the day. Yeah, which can be.
0: Yeah, and she quite she has lot. roommates, right? Twins. Uh, yeah. Twins.
1: Well, only one yeah. of them stays there, but oh, gotcha. the other ones there are quite a lot.
0: Yeah, so I would I would assume, yeah, for them, they've been like grooving, doing their own thing and their own routine for quite some time. And so obviously, for you to get to come in, it's got to be kind of kind of a kind of a strange thing, not in a bad way, but in a kind of a good way too. They, but they I would assume it's a little, it, you know,
1: perfectly. And it could they? have been it could have been so much more weird and difficult, but all of them have been amazing.
0: She, yeah, I've met them. They're amazing girls, so or women. Yeah. So I can see that. Being kind of an easier transition. I just think it's so cool. I think what you do is really cool, and I just think it's so important for people to really think and go into what the passion do is that they want.
2: Really fucking cool.
0: It's really fucking well, cool. Keep a
1: follow on that Instagram page, and hopefully, I can impress
0: you guys. Well, too. we're going yeah. to be
2: on it, so I don't need to follow some. Yeah, we're that we're I gonna figure it out. We're
0: gonna be yachting. I feel like I've always I've had I have a couple of I boat outfits. I was looking outfits. at your
2: prices too, and I was like, this
0: is fucking the peasants can do this. Peasants can well, do this.
1: Yeah, well, hold on. You two aren't peasants, for one, okay? <laughs> and let's not advertise these trips for peasants too much, okay?
0: On the radio no, station, no, okay? but you, when we say peasants, we you know, we don't mean like middle, upper class, working class Americans, you know? You guys are our target markets. Yeah. How I met my girlfriend, yeah.
1: she came out on the first one right when I had this incredible company lined up to go get with these girls. Uh, across the world for the rest of my life and live this incredible she lifestyle. That up. Oh, I'm oh, She this fucked that up hard. Beautiful girl that's way out of my league and who somehow managed to stay interested in me on the first trip in Belize. First trip. Her. First oh. trip. Yeah. Do you it's it's see amazing. what yachting can do, do for relationships?
0: Fold. Look what relationships. Look, look what yachting happened. can do for relationships people. Mm. I need to be yachting. <laughs> if my husband would have been able to get me much easier, if that motherfucker had pulled up on a yacht. If he was just like, you would have, like, we partying, you want to get a yacht. My husband got a
2: yacht for when we went to Ibiza, and I was like, yep, this is where I belong.
0: Is, Sometimes you it. just
2: know where you belong. Like, yeah. you can't always be there. It kind of makes it more sweet that way, I suppose.
1: Yeah, no, I can believe yeah. it when she invited me to come and stay with her in Reno after. It was our event in the Bahamas for New Year's Eve the following year after our Belize one. We did a 30-yacht for 320 people in Bahamas. And after that, uh, I was pretty exhausted. And she invited me to come and stay with her in Reno, which was pretty amazing. My first time in Reno, first
0: time around Lake Tahoe. I can't believe she got... I tell her this all the time. I can't believe she suckered you into getting here. That's amazing. (laughs) Because there ain't no fucking way of my money. You show a picture
2: of Lake Tahoe. It's not like... That's
0: not peasant. Life. Yeah, but she's not from here. She's from Atlanta, so she doesn't even kind of know all the perks. Sometimes, you know what oh, I mean? Nice. To how to trick, him, how to trick a man to get in here, mm. you know what I mean? He's on a yacht. He's she's having fun. She's a beautiful, fun. successful, successful woman.
2: That's like the trick. Like there it is. Okay. Oh, she's go, like not I'll only we do both I both got
1: our draws, our pros and cons, but yeah, oh she yeah, has a no, you are doing.
2: a budding travel and fucking enthusiast yacht runner. And here she is. I don't know exactly her title, but she seems like she's upwards in medical. Very lovely. And the two of you really uh, found your yin and yang. So actually, the next
1: stage that I'm a little bit more worried about, as we come out of this corona stage, and mm-hmm. I've got trips in Kenya and Seychelles over New Year's Eve, and then Tahiti for about three or four weeks next year, if I'm even going to want to be on those trips, or whether I want to be with her, carry on building my life, with her, whether that's in Reno or Georgia. That's a
0: toughie. That's the hard part. That is, yeah. And
1: the end goal for me is always to have children at some stage. And I need to put in these foundations, otherwise a child would be born to a completely crazy situation. Um, and I don't really want that.
2: Listen, like like
0: you you'll to get just there. You'll you, you, delegate. You will. <laughs> it.
1: Delegate which one? The fatherhood <laughs> side, or delegate managing the yachts in Tahiti, Seychelles, Kenya. I would say
2: <laughs> delegate. No, once that baby is yeah. born and put into your, you're just like, this is where I live now. Yeah, you just figure, I you like, get it. Yeah,
0: you, I mean, yeah delegate the yachts, you're, you're and so then smart. don't let it go there. Yeah. Don't, don't let the yacht go. go. Don't let the don't, yachting thing don't go. Let don't let or that go. Keep it as
1: like a on the side. Y- yeah, thing
0: like, you out. do what you need to. I'm not going to manage your life, but I'm going to tell you, keep yeah. that yacht shit happening. Yeah. I mean... We can
2: make it happen. Pop
0: those yachts. But I will tell you that, you know, when it's ready to happen, you know. You, I swear to God, you just know when you're like, oh, so we're, like, going to get married now and do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, let's do this. And, 100%. Yeah, but That's
1: literally I don't know. how it goes. I don't know how that really happens. My well, husband
0: and I were together for years. Years? Years. Before it was like... For we were together
2: for, for what? F- you and Bill before married?
0: Oh yeah, we've only been married four years, and we've been together ten years. <sighs> wow, that flew by. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, I mean, it, it's and but we just like there if was he no had
1: a yachting party company on the side. Just uh, oh, if he had a so yachting,
0: if he had a yachting company. Uh, I'd have married him I'd have got him fucked up we'd have got married like two days out (laughs) what the fuck are you talking (laughs) about uh,
2: yeah yeah
0: Yeah, yeah, that would have happened two days out yeah on the yacht yeah you just know you just know when you're fucking like oh so we're on the same page this elevator's going to the next floor same cool let's just do it yeah I don't think there's any stress I think the more stress people put on it the more expectations the more unhappy you are after when you do it and it should be something that everyone's happy and they're just excited about and you really want to do you two are Together. so cute you guys are a beautiful couple Rupert, a beautiful we gotta couple. have you
2: back on we
0: gotta have you back on we you're here in reno back now, now back. so i mean we'll have you yeah, on anytime i'm
1: happy to come back on if you feel like there's would... more to give i mean i could do a, a lot more on just the roots and the parts of the world that we go to oh we my god love we're that. doing ski trips and trips in africa now going to kenya
0: Oh, so much! I'm just so jo- now. I just want to get divorced and run off. Um, I'm like, I'm gonna start my own yacht company. <laughs> we have married couples come on the whole time. Okay? I know. I um, always Rupert, to I know that. This. I know that. I did not say he couldn't come. I said I did not want him to come. <laughs> there is a difference. <laughs> Huge difference. Um, I'm just kidding. I love you, honey. Um, the Bucket Lust. The Bucket Lust is so amazing, so cool. Um, your website is thebucketlust.com. Uh, dot org, dot org, the bucketlist dot um, and on the your you guys, I obviously have an Instagram. You have your own personal Instagram. Which Instagram would you like to plug? Uh, Captain.Rupert is my
1: personal one. Perfect. And the Bucket <clears throat> Lust is the one with all the juicy picks.
0: All the juicy picks. I know yeah. I was on there last night and I was just like, oh, uh, Calgon, take the me away. Juiciest. Juicy, juicy, juicy. Um, obviously, if you guys are interested, go on to the website, thebucketlust.org. Check it out. Truly, it is something, you know, if you want to take a big trip and you're thinking, I need two year trip, I want to do something big, I want to go all out. Truly. Just looking at the pictures last night, I was like, I need to book this immediately. 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 So you guys go and check it out. Rupert, we are so excited that you were willing to come into our little studio and do our podcast. We would love to have you on anytime. You're always welcome. If there's something you want to do, you want to come in here, just call me. We'll get you in here. We got. Thank plans. you so much. Well, we thank you
1: very you. much, AP and Alex. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, thank you for having me. guys. Thank you so much. Thank you guys, you. we love
0: you. You know what time it is. Our website thehatejournals.com and of course you can check out our Instagram which is Journals, and of course hit us up on Twitter at Journals. Questions? Comments? Got something for Rupert? Huh? Email us. Thehatejournals at gmail.com. We love you guys and we will see you next week. Bye! Bye.